Blog Talk Radio. Well, greetings. This is your host, Tyler Hemp at HempAware Radio and HempAware.com, where you can discover valuable resources about hemp and what it can do for you, your family, and community as a renewable, sustainable, and economically sound resource for food, shelter, clothing, and 25,000 other things. You can find a copy of each episode on iTunes Podcast Library, as well as visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash hempaware. Please share these episodes with your friends, your family, and spread the good news and be the change you want to see in the world. This episode is such an awesome uh, opportunity to meet with a wonderful gentleman, um, and it's really an honor and he's such an enthusiastic, never give up kind of attitude and aligning with wonderful people as a family man and uh, a hempstational hemptrepreneur. He runs a company called Hempful Farms and Chris Martin is on the show with us today. We're gonna go over how uh, cannabis hemp rises from the ashes of prohibition and with the assistance of Hempful Farms. So welcome to the show today, Chris. We're so honored and grateful to have you on. Hi, Tyler. I appreciate the time. Right on. Well, we just uh, have under 30 minutes, so I, I love getting right into the questions and getting to know you and, and how you were introduced to the hemp plants or the cannabis plants in general. So let's start off uh, before we talk about Hempful Farms and what you guys are doing there in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, you know, How were you introduced to the cannabis plant originally? And when was that? You know, as I grew up uh, back home in Kansas, my family comes from farming, actually. My mother actually grew cannabis as a healer, as a medicine woman. Um, We were always raised that cannabis was a healing plant, uh, an edible plant. Um, It wasn't until I got to high school that I realized that there were quite a few changes out there that I needed to learn about cannabis. Mm. Wow, so you've pretty much been surrounded by this plant your whole life, it sounds like. I have, I have. Um, my family's always welcomed it, and we've always taught. We've, we've always approached it from an educational standpoint. Um, that That's our, our, our mantra, is teaching, healing, helping, um, being helpful. That, that, that's our, our background. Uh, I've, mm-hmm. I've used it myself 25 years for ailments such as Crohn's and, and diabetes, um, they, they've, I've actually healed my diabetes to where now I'm off metformin and insulin. I don't take anything now. Um, that wow. combination of hemp and cannabis in my diet ever since. Very neat. So, um, just, I love, you know, always helping to clarify the distinction from cannabis as a medicinal herb versus cannabis for industrial hemp. And, You know, now with with the laws changing and a lot of the media are talking about both aspects of hemp, but I really like to make the distinction so that people can really understand the difference and also help to distinguish uh, or actually get rid of the demonization or the negative thinking that people have about the medicinal side. What could you share with us? You know, what is the distinction and what are the benefits you know, some of the benefits of, of both industrial as well as medicinal. And you've already mentioned a couple. Absolutely. Well, 
it, definitely in our industry, we see a lot of differences. Um, that it helps us teaching and educating. For for my personal experience, um, the difference for me is I'm a professional. Uh, I'm a dad. I'm a coach. I'm a chef, and I have to be those things every day. Um, not that I can't be those things on on cannabis and on him, but when the psychoactive effect comes in, sometimes you know I'd rather take a nap or I'd rather have my lunch a little early or you know I get distracted. So when I'm I'm going on about my day and I, I have a Crohn's episode, I reach for my hemp tincture versus my cannabis. You know, I like the difference. I like having the options. I like having the fact that, you know, when my pain is generated from a different location, I have the option or choice to take a different medicine or a different for a different ailment. Um, we teach our children the same thing. You know, um, my children are around both cannabis and hemp. They've, they've seen both sides. They, they understand both sides because that's what we teach them. Um, I didn't. I had that luxury as a kid, but my friends didn't. So that's what we want to do now. That's where we're coming at. That's the angle we take is showing the difference and, and showing that it's okay to distinguish between the two while using them both or, or, or even understanding them both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I understand that you've actually, you know, experienced some of the, the downfalls or some of the the um, results of cannabis prohibition. Up until about, what, 70, 80 years ago, cannabis was completely accepted. It was in the pharmacopoeia of the United States. Every doctor brought it to their patients. It was in hundreds of different um, medical uh, tinctures and, and uh, you know, different types of formulas that assisted people with, like you were saying, you know, glaucoma, pain, menstrual cramps, and, and the like. So, you know, what actually happened? Why did cannabis become illegal? And uh, once, once you answer that, maybe share with us some of the, some of the things that you've gone through being uh, so committed and dedicated to this industry and to hemping people or helping people with this medicine. What are uh, some of the, you know, drawbacks that you actually experienced as a result of prohibition? You know, I think we all are learning the reasons of why this is illegal. And a, a real real short, quick, sweet answer is when you can't control something by way of monetary, then you'll find another way to control it. Once they realize the patent couldn't be obtained or utilized, then it's easier to make money by locking people up for it. So th- there's no reason that cannabis or hemp or anything of the like should be on a Schedule One classification federally statewide countywide anywhere and the truth and the the proof has been out there for hundreds of years it's just up to the side that has the most money to make their statement the loudest and i think that's where we can utilize the backbone of hemp and what hemp built our country as in the beginning bring that back to bring back where we started this i think it all starts in the farming we have to take care of our farmers and that's where it happens first. And in order to do that, I mean, why not grow one of the biggest cash crops? Um, we know why it's illegal. We know that, the, you know, the the, the Andlingers, the, the 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 bankers, the DuPonts, the, we know everyone that got involved to make sure that the lobbying took over and the laws were wrote this way. We, we get it. Um, you know, my company eight years ago, Zonka Bars, that was an edible company, fell victim to that um, we were actually raided and, and, and got into 
to litigation over making candy bars for sick people. Um, spent three years in court fighting over that to, to just to see that other companies come up and do the exact same thing. It's a bureaucratic battle we're caught in. You know, as my friend Dennis Bolke with Save for Arizona would say, we have we don't have a a legal problem. We have a political problem, and and it's true. Mm-hmm. We really have to gear and and look at what's going on in our country these days. You know, when when our prison system's restructured as a REIT in January of 2013, everyone should have got the memo. We we should have noticed that our private prisons are no longer private. When you log on to their website and see a cost or a value to a stock on the front page, we're, we're not breeding criminals. You know, we're building prisons and filling them with innocent people. Mm. 2.8 million people would come home if these laws and rules were to change. That that tells me right there that we have a huge, huge political problem. Absolutely. And so Hempful Farm is really dedicated to empowering and, and educating people about the both medicinal as well as industrial aspects of hemp. So what are some of the major goals that you guys have there in Phoenix, Arizona? Where are you ramping up to uh, to be providing you know, services and products for the local community and global community? You know, after we got in trouble doing the candy bars, we had to persevere. We had to carry on and, and, and figure out a way of, of helping people and, and changing you know, not really changing what we do, but changing mindset and letting, showing people that it's okay to accept what we do. So I actually had a gentleman by the name of Jim McCready, uh, a phenomenal man, uh, a very spiritual man who followed our story from day one, uh, believed in us and our product from day one and, and our power uh, of healing and, and what we brought to the table. He came to us with his um, his hemp oil and his his farming experience, and he offered us the opportunity to kind of get back on track doing what we do. So April last year, we, we joined a partnership, and I started producing products from his oil after I had experienced 30 days with it. Um, it's phenomenal. The, uh, the, the response I got from my Crohn's just to this oil uh, was unbelievable. It, wow. You know how work in the universe when everything lines up and you you put a plan on paper and within 30 days that plan is almost completely in motion you know you're on the right path so jim completely backed me on on my idea we sat down and started to produce a product line that we could get out immediately to people for topicals edibles a pet line and a vape line, pretty much any way you could absorb a CBD into your life or your body, we we tried to make sure we offered that. We started hitting um, conferences and and farmers markets, and really just ground floored this this startup business with a six foot table and a banner. Um, and from there, we grew to an e-commerce business. Um, Twelve states right now represent our company with our product. And we knew at that point that we had to grow. We had to make this thing important. So that's where the concept of the cafe came. You know, e-commerce is great, but people need a hub, not only for product, but for education, for experience, for sharing, mm-hmm. for growth. And we I've been a chef 20 years. I've opened restaurants my whole life. That, that's kind of my love. 
We found a location down here on Cave Creek that's in one of the busiest areas of the old part of the town. Um, it, we've been welcomed with open arms thus far with our concept. Um, already owning a storefront with clothing and product in it before melded very well with our cafe idea once we found this 3,500-square-foot location. Um, it's got full access to a kitchen. It's got a barista expedition-style cafe with a French door that opens into a 1,000-square-foot storefront. Wow. That is gorgeous. So you guys have a physical location at the moment. Can people come in there even today if they're passing through Phoenix? Can they visit Hempful Farms? Actually, it's funny you mention that. We've been shooting an on-scene, on-location documentary since we started this, just one for the content, two for our experience, three because we think it's really cool to blaze our own path and be a once again a, a new emerging pioneer in our state for what we do. So we, although we're not open selling food yet, um, and we're still, you know, doing the build out and the painting of the building, we are now a hub for all our product. And I bet you we have five to ten people come in here a day now before we're even open. Right on. So you guys are just going to be a hub, an education center, an outlet for amazing hemp and CBD-based products. It sounds like it's going to be a great success, and we totally support you guys. How how can people get involved with you or learn more about your products and services and, and, and assist you guys to continue expanding and growing? Where can they go to, to get a hold of you or learn more about your projects? Absolutely. Well, the biggest way that we, we communicate with each other is social media. Um, we have a we have a Instagram that we are underscore weedless underscore um, we've gained about 6,000 followers on that thing in about two months, so we appreciate all the support from everybody. Um, word of mouth has been our biggest fan. Um, on, on our Hempful Farms page on Facebook, we're building a Hempful Farms show, a YouTube channel right now. We hope to have live stream up in our store where when you come in and eat or you shop, you can see cooking shows, you can see advertisements of all our affiliates and sponsors and and groups that we've linked with to help wholesale and distribute and everything from A to Z. That's really our, our mantra is, is thinking outside the bong, you know, knowing that this is a whole other mantra and genre here that we're trying to uh, uh, link to. We, we want people to be able to reach out to us on our hempofarms.com page as well, which is in the process of being completed. Um, and our phone number is right here. You can call us at our store, 602-626-8800. I'm here every day. Um, we welcome people that come down and volunteer time. They come down, they paint, they've cleaned. Uh, any, pretty much anyone that's come in here uh, has jumped right in and, and helped us get this thing together. How exciting. And, you know, there's going to be more and more young entrepreneurs, business owners, and companies that are going to want to learn about this industry. They're going to want to learn about the nutritional side and the environmental side and, and you know, using the materials for building homes and integrating into their offices. And you've been in this industry for, you know, a long enough time to have experienced some challenges as far as, you know, uh, quality or as far as availability. What are some of the challenges that you've actually encountered in the cannabis industry or hemp industry, and how are you able to overcome those challenges? You know, 
my mom would probably say I'm just too dumb to quit. <laughs> but I just feel that I can't let others' decisions, others' choices, these these crazy laws, I can't I can't let any of that dictate our walk or dictate why we're here. I found out long ago why we were put on this planet. We lost my father-in-law in March to brain cancer. We lost my best friend in October to HIV and Crohn's last year. And mm. it's just been an onslaught ever since. I, my dear friend Jamie's with her, fighting her third sin of cancer right now and is in the hospice. She's 34 years old and a single mom. You know, we, we knew when we first started this using cannabis, we knew we were on the right track. And now that we've found hemp in our life, we know that we've completed the circle. The, the challenges are just, just the educational side, you know, the, the propaganda and the rhetoric that we've all been force-fed for how many years is, is over. It's time for that to end. I'm willing, and I know many of us are willing, to, to spend the money that these big groups have spent to, to reverse that propaganda. I've got no problem throwing a billboard outside my store that will help end prohibition. I, I, and I think it's time that that happens, you know, the... The D.A.R.E. program and the, the you smoke a cigarette's equivalent to, or one joint's equivalent to two cigarettes was all a joke. And, and now it's time for us to reverse that and put that back out to the society and, and uh, as a sentiment of, of health and healing and love and, and replenishing our earth and our, our family's education. And just there's so many things that we could utilize this for and, and the platform to do it on. The biggest challenges we are in in the state level and the federal level and reaching out at that level and and not forgetting the POWs that we have in jail right now that have all done time or have gotten in trouble or doing life over these things. Combining that platform with all those ideals is where I think we can really make a strong push in ending this crazy thing called prohibition. Right on. Well, I love your enthusiasm. Super grateful for everything that you're doing to contribute to that paradigm shift and how we think and how we feel and how we operate our day-to-day lives, whether it's what we put in our bodies or on our bodies, the homes that we're living in, the, the jobs or the careers that we're going to on a daily basis. And and it sounds to me like you, you're on the same page that this just not it's not just about legalizing hemp or legalizing cannabis for medicine, this is really about experiencing an entire paradigm shift in how we think about ourselves, how we think about each other, how we think about the planet, and looking at this God-given herb-bearing, you know, or seed-bearing herb that can be for food, medicine, shelter, clothing, and 25,000 other things. This is really about loving ourselves more, loving the planet more, loving and being there for our families in much more powerful ways and not going to other countries to start wars for resources when we have the answer right here and right here at home. And so my next question uh, for you is what products would you like to see people investing in as far as, you know, product development or different hemp services? What would you like to see more of in the next coming years? Well, you know, honestly, I can tell you where I I feel that the push and the strength needs to be focused on is the processing, the farming to the processing. Um, you know, the mm-hmm. products are great, but without a source, they're not really going to matter. 
You know, these these little one-acre farms and two-acre farms are amazing, but that's not going to reach our, our people. You know, that's, that'll help a family, that'll help a community, but we need to help the world. We need to help everyone. And in order to do that, I, I just believe that our focus needs to be on these bills getting passed in Senate to to help our farmers and get everyone able to farm. Everyone should be able to have hemp growing and, and farm and help themselves and help their community. I remember reading in school where hemp was required to be grown at a certain point in time in the state of Virginia in the 1800s. I remember when taxes could be paid with hemp or cannabis. Uh, you know, the, the Constitution, our money, everything was printed on it. It's just, it's just asinine to think of the, the backslide we've made. I, I think... You know, as far as my company goes and my investors and my group, we are, that's where we're focused. It's in the processing. We understand mm-hmm. that, you know, farming's huge. We need it. Processing is, is going to be bigger. We, we need to be able to mm-hmm. do something with all those products. You have a plant growing, that's great. But if you don't utilize it in all its greatest assets, what's the purpose? You're wasting it. So processing, mm-hmm. to me, would probably be key. I totally agree. Yeah, that's a really strong point. You know, foundationally supporting all the farmers out there, educating the farmers, letting them know the opportunity. But then, like you said, just as important or maybe even more important is making sure we have the people to break up the fibers, to harvest the hemp seeds, to press the seed into oil and turn in the the fibers and the, and the, the leaves and, and flowers of the plant into energy and into, you know, biodiesels. And we need people doing the research. We need people, I don't like to say need, but it would be fabulous and absolutely required in order to experience this economic opportunity that we have right in front of us, environmental, economic, and everything else. So my next question for you, Chris, is what is your favorite part? I mean, obviously you've shared many different uh, benefits of living a hemp-aware lifestyle, but what what is your favorite part of the hemp industry or just being in that whole world of hemp? What do you just love about it the most? I love when I get up and the first thing I do is open my email and I get a response from somebody whose life was a little bit better because of something we shipped to them. And I don't think there's anything that, I mean, I've cooked 22 years, and I really don't think that there's anything that is better in my industry than when I get that that mail, that, that letter from someone just saying thank you. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to send me a candle because my hands hurt. And when I melt it and I pour it on them, I can actually go back to typing my daughter I haven't seen in two years. Those are the testimonies that make us wake up every day and go, wow, thank you. Thank you to my creator for making sure I'm in the right place at the right time of my life. That's beautiful. So the fact that you get to not only be a part of products that are helping the planet, that are easier on the environment, that don't require us, don't don't require pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, uh, not nearly the amount of water that would require to uh, grow cotton and, and, uh, you know, other plants or, you know, you're not a part of uh, synthetic fibers that are, you know, produced from petroleum, which people are dying in order to get. It's like you're experiencing that full effect of being a part of something that's changing the world, and you're experiencing it day by day by having these people contact you and just say thank you so much for 
for impacting my life and making it better. And so I want to thank you for doing that. And it is, it's the most rewarding thing. It's worth more than any amount of money to be able to change someone's life or change their perspective or get them relief, get them feeling better. Cause you know, we're really, I believe designed to experience radiant, vibrant, dynamic, healthy, abundant lives. And what a better plant than the cannabis plant as that symbol of abundance for us, you know, with with all the different benefits and and uses. Um, We just have about five more minutes. And um, I wanted to ask you, you know, if there was one thing you could share with our listeners to encourage them to integrate hemp into their lifestyle, their company product line or their home, what would that one free thing be that you would encourage them to do today? No, I want to just kind of go off of what you said on the 25,000 uses for this plant and for these products. When you invest into a program like hemp and especially hemp, like what we do, you're investing in jobs. And I think that's one key thing that our legislature needs to hear. Our people need to hear. The president needs to hear. Not only do you, invest back into your planet and you invest back into your people and you invest back into a cash crop that's been part of this planet way before we were even a thought. But you're creating jobs. You're creating work. You're creating family. You're creating abundance. And that's what this whole little thing we call life is about, in my opinion, is creating abundance. It's not about the money. It's not about the clout. It's not about the name. And, you know, I hear it a lot. You're a pioneer. You're blazing a path. You're a leader. You know, none of that means anything to me if I don't have abundance. If I haven't created something in my wake or left that legacy, it doesn't mean anything. To me, it's about creating abundance. And you can only do that by investing into something that is plentiful, that is is going to give back to you tenfold of what you put into it and i just ask whether it be my company or someone else's company or anything just invest in hemp look into hemp read about hemp understand what it is before you say no just because you see a leaf on something doesn't mean that it has anything to do with a bunch of potheads sitting around being lazy and not doing anything with their life our mantra and and one of our slogans is think outside the bunk and that's what I want people to take away with them today is just think outside the bong for a second. You know, I'm a cannabis recreational user. I, I grew up that way out of choice. Now I, I utilize it, uh, whole plant healing in my diet. And for me, it's thinking outside the bong. I couldn't tell you, honestly, the last time that I recreationally hit a bong. Um, I drink it, I eat it, I rub it, I use it, I taste it, I wash it, you name it, I use it. Um, just try that for a second and think outside the bong today. I love it. That's beautiful. Thank you for your inspiration. I want to shout out to hempfulfarms.com. Check them out on Facebook. Go to their Twitter. Share with your friends. Check out uh, the YouTube station that's coming up. Uh, start liking and sharing their videos. If you're in the Phoenix area, go check them out. Support this awesome company. Support this uh, family-owned company. And um, get get the word out. Help spread the seeds of knowledge and wisdom of the good news, the, the hemp gospel about this amazing God-given plant. And if you have a hemp company or you're wanting to start integrating hemp into your product lines, uh, give us a call at 805-410-4367. Check out hempaware.com. You can visit all the old hemp episodes or the archived hemp episodes 
at blogtalkradio.com forward slash hemp aware. And I just want to give a special thank you once again to Chris Martin for being on the show today. I hope we can uh, have you on the show in the future, buddy. And maybe uh, once the, once the cafe is up and going, we can do a special on that. That'd be great, man. We're looking at an opening date in about three to four weeks, and I'll keep you up to date when that happens. Excellent. Perfect. Well, have a wonderful day, and if any of you have any questions, um, Chris, share your phone number one more time so people can get a hold of you to order products or you know, learn more about what you're doing. Absolutely. My phone number here is 602-626-8800. Our address is 14620 North Cave Creek Road in Phoenix, Arizona, and my website is hempforfarms.com, and you, I'd like to just give a little shout-out to Hemp Our World, The Human Solution, Safer Arizona, all the groups that have come together to really help us push this thing through, uh, Chad with Staff and MJ, all the guys just coming together to really put all this thing, make it happen, and you, Tyler, for having us on the radio today. We really, really, really appreciate you. It's my pleasure. We're, it's all about cooperation. We're moving out of an old world, an old paradigm of competition, war, hate, fear, and we're moving into an abundant, healthy, open, transparent, cooperative lifestyle and operating our companies on this level. And that's why you know we're aligning with, with people like yourself and companies like Hempful Farms, H-E-M-P-F-U-L, farms.com check them out today go support them buy some cbd products and uh, if you have pets check out their pet product line it's going to be coming out really soon um i know they're revamping it and, and getting things together and a lot of our pets and animals are experiencing um you know traumas and, and different illnesses just like humans so they can benefit and uh, we look forward to empowering and educating your hemisphere Tune in to the next Hemp Aware episode, and we will see you then. God bless. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks, Tyler. Cheers.